Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Razavani for IFO TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's Friday evening here in Bournemouth, ahead of Chris Billum Smith and Isaac Chamberlain. On the undercard, obviously, Ben Whitaker with me, his trainer, Sugar Hill. Shug? Shug? Should we call you Shug? Let's say Shug, let's say Shugs. I guess I get Shugs from Sugar Hill and then Stewart, like Shug and then Stewart. So Shugs, Shug, Sugar Hill. Not from Shug Knight? No, not from Shug Knight. Definitely not that. Uh, how are we doing? How's uh, Bournemouth? First time here? Yes, yeah, my first time in Bournemouth, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's been very, very warm weather. We had the weigh-ins, uh, public workout two days ago, the weigh-ins today. And, uh, yeah, everything's been fantastic on the beach. The atmosphere, uh, the setup here that's put together by a boxer in Sky. It's a, it's a spectacular it's, it's a spectacular show so far. So just imagine when the fight night comes and, uh, you know, I don't think anybody's done, anybody even knew, well I didn't know, that England had a beach like this, like a big, I'm talking about a big area, it looks like Malibu to me with the high cliffs, and they got the goats on the cliff eating, keeping everything natural. The water's nice, the water's warm, the water looks like turquoise, the sand is clean, so it probably is one of the best beaches in the country. Yeah, I don't know about the water being, some, you're the second person told me the water's warm, the water's well. But I'm like, can't be that warm over here. This ain't Miami. Miami water gets warm. So I know it does, and that's all year round, so the water's going to be ultimately warmer. But I understand that it's warmer to, you know, to the, the people of England because they're so used to a different kind of weather, a different climate. So our warm and their warm is two different. But as long as it makes everybody happy. I mean, if you want to go and, and dip in and I'll bring my camera and we can assess and see it, I'm more than happy to do that, Sugar. Yeah, we can take our gauges and, and uh, see, how, uh, see what the degrees of the water is, Celsius and Fahrenheit, do the math and, and then find out both of them. Ben Whitaker, um, does it help as a trainer to take a fighter 
from debut rather than a fighter later down the line. I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, we've seen the stuff you've done with Fury. But does it make your life easier to teach your concepts at the very early sa- stages? I would definitely have to say no. Surprised you on that one, didn't you? Especially how I gave it, took my voice and took it to another level. I'm a starving actor, you know, I'm trying to be an actor here. So uh, just working on some of my skills, sharpening them up. But it doesn't really matter if you take somebody from a, a starting professional to the top. Um, I've had experience with, with two fighters, actually, Adonis Stevenson and Tyson Fury, who, who guys have been boxing, who had uh, professional careers, and Tyson being at the pinnacle of his career pretty much, and for me to take and change him. It doesn't matter if you're just starting off or not, because you have to remember, if you're just starting off in the professionals, it's not your first rodeo either. You had, a, you had an amateur career as well, so it's not just starting you off from scratch just as a professional, and this is all new. It should all be tied into the same thing, so you still have to just go back and, and restructure things, fine-tune things, and, uh, and teach. What did you see in Ben? You know, I'm sure you get many fighters come up to you, or fighters, managers that come up to you and say, could you train my fighter, or could you train me? Um, what did you see in Ben that you said, yes? Well, where are those people at? I'm sitting here all by myself, with just me and Ben Whitaker. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, for Ben Whitaker, I just see a lot of talent. I see, uh, and it's not just boxing talent. We all know about his boxing talents, but for me, I'm looking at something uh, a little bit further, and it's just his character, you know, his creativity, uh, how he interacts with people, how he likes to be around people, um, how he's an entertainer. And I, I keep mentioning one man, and one man, and one man only, you know, who he reminds me of so much, and that's Roy Jones Jr. You know, with all of his creativity, the things he did outside the ring and the things that he did he, that he does I shouldn't say does he's still, he's still fighting sometimes so but the things that he done inside the ring to entertain boxing is a is an entertainment sport and uh, people are watching boxing because they want to be entertained <laughs> I didn't know whether to take the mic away how's the relationship obviously at, when he's in, in the amateur game, the style is different, the training is different, the setup is different. How is he adapted to the professional ranks and the way the professional game needs to be? Ben is adapted to, to my teaching, which is totally different than a lot of other people, a lot of other trainers and, and teams. But um, just understanding that Ben's favorite fighter is Thomas Hearns. And it's a, it's a crunk style. And, and for him wanting to have that style and wanting to be like Thomas Hearns, it doesn't take much for him to learn and understand it because he's been watching and, and looking up to that person his whole life. So yeah, it's no problem training Ben. He understands what I'm trying to get from him and he understands what's going to come out of it. Knockouts. He says he wants to be known as not a fighter that was great, but he wants to be known as the greatest fighter to come out of this country. Is he adding more pressure to himself, or does he thrive of pressure when he makes statements like that? You know what? I believe he thrives off the pressure, just as myself, just as Tyson. Great fighters, they thrive off of that pressure. That's what builds them. That's what keeps them going and keeps them reaching to another pinnacle. You have to have some kind of goals that's higher than than what you are to keep you going. And for me, I, I, I enjoy seeing that in him. It's just the same as when he, um, he fought in the Olympics and he got silver medal. And he wasn't happy with that. Well, most people would be definitely super happy about that. But he wasn't at all. He was upset. And for me, that caught my eye. 
And, uh, you know, even the way he handled it, some people didn't like the way he handled the situation. But, hey, he's emotional. He's a human being. And, and uh, no one can just say how they would have handled that situation because it didn't happen to them. So it's kind of sometimes strange when people try to make judgment on someone for their actions and they're not in that particular situation at that time. So, yeah, this young man has feelings. He's got hunger, drive, desire, and uh, he wanted gold. And now he's going to be wearing them crunk gold trunks on his pro debut. So that's his gold right there. How quick is he lucky to move? You know, we see fighters that take their time, get to 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 fights before they start stepping up. Then you've got other fighters, like we have in the UK, Lawrence Ocoli, who won British, European, Commonwealth, became a world champion at 15 or 16 fights. So in your eyes, is it just take my time? He's young, he's got enough time, and success will come? Yeah, it's, it all depends on each person's learning curve, each person's comprehension level, and how quick they can comprehend and, and retain the information and to use it. And um, only time to tell with Ben, I, I, from what I'm working with him so far, he's moving pretty fast, he's learning pretty good, and uh, he's enjoying himself, and I'm enjoying watching, this, uh, watching the growth. Well, we wish you all the best tomorrow night uh, with, with Ben Sugar. Uh, but if okay, I'll ask you a couple other things outside of Ben Whitaker. I'm wide awake. He, he caught me when I uh, got me some food after the weigh-ins. i got to keep myself fit. I've eaten, I went to sleep, I'm, ju- I'm doing just like a fighter. Great to hear, great to hear. Um, let's talk about your charge, Tyson Fury, who is currently retired. retired yeah. Currently retired. Let's talk about the retired Tyson Fury. Let's talk about the retired Tyson Fury. When the retired Tyson Fury says, I will fight Anthony Joshua for free. Free tickets, free TV. Is that Tyson Fury antics or does he actually mean that? That's all he told. That's all he said. He told me one day, he says, I'll fight Anthony Joshua and Usyk together on the same night with one hand tied behind his back. He didn't tell you all that. He didn't tell us that. Oh, shoot. Maybe I shouldn't have told you all that either. Uh, but that's, that's, that's Tyson Fury. I mean, if he says it, one thing about him, if he says it, it's something that he wants to do. If he know he put himself in that situation, then he know he needs to be backing it up. So, uh, yeah, I believe what he says. I know most people don't. They go 50-50 or 60-40 or I don't know. They're just totally confused. But, yeah, for me knowing him and, uh, you know, me and him having some similarities. But, yeah, when we, you say something, you need, to be, you need to be able to back it up. I, I, believe, I feel like a lot of people don't believe that he's actually retired. You know, I, I interviewed David Hay a couple of weeks ago, and David Hay said to me, if you're retired, if you, Tyson Fury, if you are retired, give up the WBC belt. Eddie Hearn did an interview with IFL yesterday where Eddie Hearn, or Wednesday, and Eddie Hearn, no one believes him. Everyone is very confident that he will wait around for Usyk, Joshua winner, and potentially fight the winner. That's fine, but right now he's retired. That's everyone else's opinion about he is or he isn't. And, and just because you're retired doesn't mean you have to give up that belt right away. Um, shouldn't you, if you say you're leaving the sport of boxing, you know, that, that, that is a title that no longer belongs to you because you're, give, you're saying, I'm, I'm done, I'm finished. So, so shouldn't you give that up? Uh, from my understanding, the WBC has given him time to think about it. So what's wrong with that? I believe if some people want to retire from a job, sometimes that job gives you time to think about it and say, hey, just take a few weeks off, think about it. So it's pretty normal in life if people think about it in a, in a different way instead of looking at it like he should just do what they think he should do. Eddie also said, Eddie Hearn, also... I'm dropping that knowledge because most people don't think about it like that, but there's something for them to think about now. 
Eddie Hearn also said that he's heard that Tafsifuri's team have reached out to Derek Chisora for a fight in December. I'm not sure about that. That's, Eddie, that's from Eddie Hearn? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. So you don't know anything about that? I don't know. Okay. But obviously, Eddie's in a different uh, ballpark of a, a job than I am. I'm the trainer. So, uh, yeah, he's a promoter, and he may hear things that I don't hear. I personally, I don't listen to a lot of boxing news. I don't watch the boxing news so much. Um, a lot of it sometimes is gossip. And it's not true. So even when the fighters tell me something, they may tell me oh, I'm fighting and, and I'm listening to them. And I'm like, oh, OK, but I don't read anything about it. So it's not it's not true for me until I see something on paper or we have a press conference. And that's just where I operate. I don't get excited about, oh, maybe fights and stuff like that, because I know sometimes it's a lot of talking. It takes a lot more than just oh, I'm fighting this person on that date. It takes a lot more than that. I mean, both parties have to agree, and sometimes we have some kind of, we have some things that don't line up, and they don't agree, and then you're just talking about a fight that's never going to happen. Just talk, just wait until it's going to happen, and then talk about it. Saves you the time and stress of going back and, say, and people saying, I thought they were going to fight, and now you got to go explain that. So I'm always getting in trouble, really, for not talking about fights that I hear about, because I know for sure it needs to be some public announcement and some kind of paper signed. For it to happen, and then I'm talking about it. Well, let's talk about a fight that is happening three weeks tomorrow. The rematch heavyweight division Anthony Joshua takes on Alexander Usyk. Joshua's obviously made some changes to his team. Um, let me ask you in, in this way how much pressure is it on Joshua going into the rematch after the defeat with a new training team behind him? I believe it's a lot of pressure. Um, Changes have been made. You have to be confident in the things that you've been working on and, and the things that you need to do on that night. And uh, it's just all preparation and how you are prepared to go in to do battle that night and to be successful. There are game plans that's gonna, um, that you have. There are things that you're going to have to stick to, things that's going to change. Maybe the game plan that you had that uh, your opponent you thought was going to do, he doesn't do that. He has a new game plan. It's just all kinds of adjustments that has to be made, has to be made on that night of the fight. Simple as that. And those are pressures. Everybody knows that. Things change. You get a cut, things change. You break your hand, things change. Those are adjustments that you have to be, that has to be made on the, on the night of the fight with no excuses. Everyone says the tactics were wrong in the first fight and Anthony Joshua needs to go in there and rough it up and, and be aggressive. Is that just easy to say on the tongue but more difficult to do with a fighter like Alexander Usyk? Listen, definitely it's easy to say on the tongue and most of it's being said maybe by people who don't know how to teach it. You can say do this but it has to be taught. If it's not taught, how is it going to be done? It's like telling a fighter to go out there and start bobbing and weaving and you ain't taught him that. How do you expect it's going to have success doing it? It has to be, uh, it has to be taught properly, uh, fundamentals broken down and built up. Who wins the rematch? As a boxing fan. As a boxing fan, hmm, since I'm really not that much of a boxing fan. But uh, this one is a big fight, so I don't know. Listen, for me, I don't know who wins the rematch. It all just depends on strategies and making proper changes during the fight. I mean, these guys are both heavyweights. Uh, Alexander Usyk, I'm sure he can do enough damage 
to knock out Anthony Joshua and Anthony Joshua could do enough as a heavyweight to do enough damage to knock out Usyk. This is the heavyweight division. This is why it's so exciting. Because at any time, anybody can knock anybody out. I don't care what you say. These are not the lighter divisions. These are the big boys. No, absolutely. Deontay Wilder, he obviously hasn't fought since that loss to Tyson Fury. There, there are rumours that he might be coming back. I know people keep linking him to Derek Chisora, but first, he's got so much more to give to the heavyweight division. There are so much more great fights for Deontay Wilder. It'd be good to have him back. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a, a bad thing for Deontay Wilder coming back. And I'm thinking about what you're saying and what we talked about earlier about Tyson Fury retiring, and now we're talking about Deontay Wilder coming back. So I don't know exactly what he's coming back for. He didn't retire. He just uh, he had a fight and he lost. So, uh, yeah, was, I mean, things change in people's lives all the time. And uh, to see Deontay Wilder fight again would be exciting. I think he's still one of the premier heavyweights out there, you know, under Tyson Fury, who is retired. So, um, yeah. So he's the premier heavyweight because Tyson's retired. No, I said he's one of the. Yeah, but, I'm saying, but now isn't he? Who would you say are the premier heavyweights outside of Wilder? Outside of Wilder, it would be uh, uh, Alexander Usyk. It would be Anthony Joshua. It would be uh, Dubois, Dubois, um, Joseph Parker. Uh, just the top, just, just the, the names we all know. I mean, and you have new heavyweights coming up. There's a Jarrell Miller that's, that everybody's talking about. That's uh, pretty hot to me. I don't care what anybody says, but I believe he'll give any of those guys a run for their money uh, very soon. They talked about Derek Chisora, Deontay Wilder. Good fight for both fighters? I believe so. It's entertaining. I, it's something I would want to watch. Really? Yeah. A lot of people think that it's a bad fight for Derek Chisora because of one, Derek's age, Derek's been in a lot of tough fights and people think he can get really badly hurt in this fight. Well, people have been writing Derek Chisora off a long time and he's still here. He just had a, he just had a big victory. How's that for, for, for the strength of a, of a man and his will to win? No, absolutely. Um, let's Listen, let me tell you something. Believe it or not, some people get up when everybody's putting them down and, no, and nobody's, nobody's for them. When everybody's for you, sometimes that brings people down because they feel like, oh, yeah, I got this. Everybody know I got this. But when they talk bad about you and don't believe in you, that sparks people sometimes. And that's a Derek Chisora. Well, he did an interview with us a couple of weeks ago and he was firm that, you know, I, I feel like, he, he said he feels like he still belongs uh, in the top of the heavyweight division and he's still got a few more years and a few more fights left in him and he would love to fight Deontay Wilder because he feels like he can beat him. Fair play to him. That's that man's opinion. If you're going to be a champion, if you're a fighter, you got to believe in yourself first. And from what, what I'm hearing, Derek just sort of believes in himself. You got to start off believing in yourself no matter what anybody else believes in you. You got to believe in yourself first. No, absolutely. Let's move outside the heavyweight division. There's a fight in the UK that everyone's talking about that is close to being made. Chris Eubank Jr. and Conor Ben, both of their fathers were known to have some great fights together back in the 90s. Um, have you seen much of Conor Ben and, and obviously Chris Eubank Jr. who trains with Roy Jones Jr.? No, I haven't seen much of him. I saw, his, uh, I saw, a, little, uh, like I saw a couple of rounds of his fights and things like that. And, and uh, he's like a little powerhouse, a little explosive pack, a little explosive piece of dynamite, like some C4. So he's exciting to watch. He's always trying to get a knockout. 
Uh, he's exciting. He's an entertainer, and uh, I quite would enjoy watching him fight again. And Chris Eubank Jr.? It's the same way. He's, he's always ready to fight. Uh, you know, when you have these, these sons of, of these legends, and, and now you get these two possibly get to go at it, uh, this is something that's historic because a lot of times you don't get the, the sons together, you know, repeating what the fathers have done. And then maybe having this grudge match, having this, this extra drive, you know, for family legacy, family name. Um, so, yeah, I would think it's a great fight. It would be something that uh, I would definitely want to watch. And I know it would be fireworks. There would be no holding back in this. all about entertainment. I would definitely be entertained. And I don't even watch fights all the time like that. But this is one I would definitely want to watch. Just finally, uh, next week, a week tomorrow, Jake Paul takes on uh, Hasim Rahman Jr. I spoke to, um, did an interview with Hasim on Monday. Um, he's very confident. And he basically said to me, he's going to end all of this Jake Paul hype. I know you've spent some time with him or you've trained him. Um, do you expect him? Train him as I'm not not for this particular fight, but you train him somewhere. I can't remember. You'll clarify in a minute. But has Jake picked the wrong fighter? You know what? I'm not sure. I know Hasim Rockman Jr. Uh, when he first started boxing, he was at Crunk. He was he was there with my team and part of the team. And uh, yeah, he's a he's an athletic fighter. He's been fighting, had a, a great amateur background. I'm not sure what he's done in between time, uh, you know, personally and different things happening, but uh, he's definitely a fighter. And this is definitely a challenge for Jake Paul. Uh, it's, it's definitely, a, it's also a challenge for uh, Hussein Rockman Jr. because of his inactivity. And uh, maybe this is something that motivates him to get him back going again, you know, preparing for this fight and uh, trying to, you know, win and, and do something sensational, do something that people don't think he can do. And it, it, it still works for both fighters because people don't think Jake Paul can do what he's been doing. And uh, really, to me, it's, it's a little bit unfair, you know, how they treat him because he's just like everybody else that started boxing. They start somewhere. It's just he's starting as a high-profile fighter and everyone else had to start from scratch. But it's the exact same thing. So I don't see how people actually get upset and mad at him for being so popular, but starting off in his boxing career and taking the proper steps to progress. And I've seen him progress over the time he's been boxing. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but I have. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy about the situation because it brings more people to boxing, watching the sport, and it gives other people, <clears throat> young or old, maybe a chance in, 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 in some way like, hey, maybe I can do it too and put forth that energy because you never know what anyone's going to do particularly. You can have a young amateur standout superstar and he turned open class and doesn't do anything. You know, you have a, a in different, uh, all different sports, you can take a, a, a sub pro player that's outstanding and put him in the pros and he doesn't turn out to be, he doesn't turn out to be what you think he is. It's just different levels and different times in people's lives in which maybe something clicks. And then they just start striving and reach pinnacles that they haven't. They, they didn't know that they could reach that other people didn't know it and believe in. This will be Jake Paul's real proper test, a proper fighter, a, a boxer. If he beats Hasim Rahman, do we finally have to give him credit and take him serious? I already give him credit and take him serious, so I, I can't speak for everyone else. Uh, I feel like they should have been giving him credit for the things that he's done. and Because if they're watching him grow and watching the things that he's doing, the new things, 
there is a growth, so he should have been getting credit for that. No, absolutely. Well, we look forward to it. Uh, next week, August 6th, live uh, on DAZN. Um, Sugar, thank you for so much for giving me a few moments of your precious time. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before we, uh, before we end? No, I just appreciate the questions because uh, sometimes a lot of people only think one way. And when I'm asked these questions, I have, to be, I have to be totally fair and I can't just have my own personal opinion or just not think about it. And a lot of times I don't think about it until I'm asked these questions in a situation like this. And then I'm able to really sit down and I'm really, I'm really able to think about it and, and try to shed some light on it or just try to have people think of things in a different way instead of thinking everything just the way they want it to be. And, uh, and a lot of times just being selfish and not putting themselves in that person's shoes and, and understanding fully uh, what, what goes on in boxing or just in life period because in life as we know everything changes and everyone's not the same so that's one thing that a lot of people forget is that we're not all the same and we have different avenues and different paths to reach goals in our lives to bring us to where we are now that's all no absolutely well we wish you all the best tomorrow night with your charge Ben Whitaker who makes his debut um, live uh, on Sky Sports and, and Boxer uh, and yeah, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you very, very soon. Thank you very much. I enjoyed talking with you. Enjoyed answering the questions. And uh, yeah, we've had some distractions, but me and you, we stay focused right here. Right here with each other. Didn't let anything bother us and got the job done. Sugar Hill, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.